All right, everybody, the preseason has begun for the Colorado Avalanche, and they decided to not play one, but two games, one up in Minnesota and one at home against Vegas. We got to watch one of them, but we didn't get to watch the other, but we still will talk about both of them because we know some info from the Minnesota game, uh, and obviously the game that was on television is still going on. There's, they just finished the, the second period, but Kyle and I figured we saw enough. Let's dive in. Colorado Avalanche hockey is back, at least in preseason form, and that enough is enough to get us excited. Let's get to it. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There's just about like a minute left. In the second period, uh, as we're recording this, and as of right now, it's one to nothing. Vegas, obviously, when you're listening to this Monday morning, you will have known the final, but it doesn't really matter. It is a preseason game, but what does matter is that the Avalanche are back out on the ice playing hockey, and they did it twice yesterday. So uh, we're going to talk about both those games. But first things first, thank you for making Lockdown Avalanche your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Mr. Sullivan. First, I like just sharing the excitement of when a new hockey season comes around. Like there's always excitement when the like the stages and then, you know, when, when they have like training camp. Yeah, that gets you excited. But when you finally get to see a product on television or if you're, you're you go to the game and you see that uniform skating around even though it's preseason and it, and it doesn't matter the the score uh just that a fresh hockey season is here just makes everything relaxed and 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 fantastic there's nothing better than a, a fresh hockey season yeah there's it's just something about the game of hockey like Back when I lived in Birmingham, I would go to the local rink and just like watch the youth games and like our minor minor league team and like the Ironman tournaments. I just love the game of hockey and it's just so much more when it's guys you know and it's the sweaters you own and it's like the team that half of your stuff is burgundy and blue. It's like even though the game doesn't matter, it's just it's them. It's the team you cheer for and it's just it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. And for preseason hockey, for me, is like I do enjoy it. Like I don't enjoy baseball preseason. I don't oh. enjoy NFL preseason. Uh, but I think like for hockey preseason, there there's some importance to it mm -hmm. for exactly what we were just watching. And, and, you know, some of these like prospects that are fighting for a spot or some of these new guys that you have to see them for the first time and how are they gelling with a brand new team. So yeah, that's true for other sports, but I think just for more in hockey, it, it just means a little bit more. Not, not that these guys are going to like set the world on fire or anything like that, but yeah. uh, you get to see guys that you've seen all along the way, like guys like Martin Kaut trying mm -hmm. like once again to, to get his foot in the door. I mean, he's had it in there before, but you know, just to make that next step. Can they do that? So there's a lot to get to, and they're only playing a couple preseason games, and then it's on to the regular season. Uh, but let's start with the game that we did get to put eyes on, and that was the Avalanche in Vegas in Colorado. And like I said, it is the second intermission right now. It's one nothing Vegas uh, on a power play goal 
by Vegas. Um, and I want to start at the goalie position because I feel like that is going to be, in my eyes, the number one question for the abs. We talked about it so many times since they got Georgiev. Um, I know it's a preseason game and they pulled him out of the game halfway through. Fine with that. But yeah, like I like what I saw out of him. And even like I said, it, it, even though it's a preseason game, but you still want guys like him that you know are going to be the starter. All right, you got to get off to a really good start. Um, and the 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 power play goal that he let in, I mean, that was a fantastic goal. Like that, not many people are going to stop that. But I liked his quickness. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really liked his quickness. And, I, and and that's the one thing I didn't really like about Darcy Kemper was he he would stop a shot or at least th- like thought he th- stopped a shot and wouldn't react enough to a rebound. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like, and this is just a short sample size, but it's almost like Georgiev knows that he didn't corral it and it's rebounded somewhere and he's right back to playing goal and looking for the puck and looking for the next shot. And Kemper's reaction time was, was pretty slow where Georgiev seems like his is, is much quicker. And that's always good for a goalie. And I get, I never played the position, but um, I, I was a catcher for baseball. So oh. I kind of can, you know, yeah. I kind of take my catching roots when I, when I talk about like goalie, I don't know if it's anything the same, but um, you you're in a hunched down position. You yeah, have so it's clearly the same, right? A mask. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a baseball, you know, 90, 95 miles an hour is flying at me. So yeah, it's all the same. Yeah. Um, but no, I did. I, I, I did like what I saw uh, preseason game nonetheless, but good start. I yeah. Say. You know, I went in there, uh, of course, this is no secret to anybody who listens. I'm the biggest Frankie fan in the world. That first goal that he let up, I've almost tweeted out it's Frankie time, but um, I was pleasantly surprised with what I saw. Um, mm-hmm. It was watching him it's funny you bring up that Kemper point. Cause like, I kept thinking like watching him react and play. It felt like Sackick scouted him just because he's the perfect mix of DK and Frankie. And he's like, both of them combined with like, he's got a really good net presence like DK did, but he's got the quickness and the moves that Frankie does. And I could yeah. uh, seeing him settle in. And like, I had somebody reach out to me, on Twitter asking what I thought about the goalie position already in preseason. And I was like, let me see what he does with traffic when it comes to that initial shot, like well, that Tyson Berry shot. Yeah. Like he does great with those. I wanted to see what he did with more traffic and rebound control. And he impressed me. There, there were some times where, you know, it seemed like he was tracking the puck pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some, like his vision seemed to be top of the line right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is, he's not banged up. He's feeling good. Like he's hundred percent. Okay. That's, that's all well and good. You should be playing kind of your best. No, I don't want to say your best hockey. I shouldn't say that because you got to shake some of the rust off, yeah. but, uh, taking all that into account, um, it was, it, it was, it was a promising start for him. I feel. And, and I, I like the speed. I like his quickness and it seems like his vision is there and he's tracking. He was at least tracking the puck pretty well. Seems to be in the right spot at the right time, even on the goal, even on the yeah. power play goal. Um, if you didn't see it, it's just that that was a, a, a fantastic shot. I can't remember who scored it. I don't know some some guy uh, in Vegas, but uh, Co- uh, Cotter, something O T T E R. Is that yeah. what it is? Okay. Um, it was just that was just a pretty shot. 
Um, and, and it, it, it would have just been one of those Ole luck yeah. glove saves if he had made it. And, and another a good point to bring up was like watching your gift. Like it was just last week, I believe it was, that we were talking about the rookie, the rookie faceoffs that they had. You could see the visible step up in goalie play just by having your gift out there. Like we saw minor and Eustace, and now you see that step up, and now you see that separation when whenever things go bad, you always hear, but there's still Eustace. You see the separation now. Yeah. This is this is the kind of level that we want Eustace to be. That's why we always say, like, maybe another year. Well, this is why. This and is we'll why talk right about, here. We'll talk about him a little later because he played in the game in Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, and they played a lot of their big guys, and he held his own a little bit. So we'll yeah. talk about him a little bit later, but um, another guy I want to talk to before we we uh, break for a second um, is Oscar Lawson. Yeah, he he showed a lot. Um, yeah. He's got he's got speed. He has the shot. Yeah, let's you know, and he has a shot of of taking that you know fourth line wing position, whatever he, what he's going to play. He's got a chance, and if he kind of keeps this, you're. It's tough because you're not going to get too many chances in games and preseason games. So you have to take advantage mm-hmm. of the few moments that you have right now. Um, we'll see what he does in the third period, obviously, because we're recording before that even starts. Uh, but those first two periods for him, he was everywhere. Yeah. And he was not backing down. And he's he's on the, the slender side. Um, but it's not like he was shying away from contact, but he you know, it was, he would absorb it. Well, he knows he's going to get hit. This is a national hockey league. He's going to, it's part of the game that he's just going to have to deal with. Um, And there's going to be times I feel like he's going to take a hit where you're just going to be like, Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Is he going to get up? But uh, if he can learn to play the game and and absorb hits and and that to minimize the damage, um, he's got a shot, man. Like he looks in two periods anyway, I thought he looked very, very good. And they they utilize him a lot on the power play. So and real good chance for him. And the thing that really stood out to me that compliments his shot so well is something that really stood out to me. He's got a really fine touch on his passes. Um mm-hmm. you, you would you would see that a lot with like whatever line JT was on, he stood out. He felt like Nathan McKinnon because his play is just it's very superior, and like he's playing with a little bit of fire. Like he's he's got a little bit of like energy for this season. So to see Confer look at like he does, that's great. But when those passes work, it's noticeable. Everybody else kind of just you'll see the passes kind of bogged down and plays not set up, and that's noticeable. You're like, okay, they still need some work here. Yeah. But Alausen is right out there doing the passes. Like him and Foodie were both really good with the passing. So if you're doing that really well, it doesn't matter what you're what you can bring to the table offensively. If you can help set up plays, you're going to fit in really, really good. Yeah, I thought Foodie, he's got the skill or the speed. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's can you know, he's got a, a pretty good shot. It's he's a little bit undersized, so he's going to have to get kind of creative. But I, I thought he was out there a lot. It seemed like he was anyway. Um, and yeah, his speed is kind of what can help him. And same thing with a Were they on the same line? I have the lines here. Um, no, it was, uh, a Tardif and how I wish 
His name ended with an S. I know. I, uh, uh, and uh, Martin Kaut on the second line. And then Bukaj, Foodie, and O'Connor. That's a pretty good line. And Bukaj made a couple really good plays. Not, you know, it was he was up against the boards and he was trying to keep the puck in the, in the zone. I think they were on a power play um, and kind of made a really nice spin move, but left the puck behind him and collected the puck on the other side to make like, like, okay, whoa, where'd that yeah. come from? Like, uh, but he, he didn't like wow me, but it seemed like he was, was kind of holding his own. And I, I'm interested, I, you know, we're not going to be able to watch the third period because we're yeah. watching, we're recording this, but um, one of those guys that seems like just maybe could get better as the game progresses. I don't know, but um, we'll see. Cause he's just a guy to root for. He's got a lot of scoring ability. Uh, Bukaj does so we'll we'll see about that all right let's hear from athletic greens and obviously there's more people that played in this game that we need to get to uh one including the newest member of the Avs in Rodriguez so uh but first we're gonna hear from athletic greens and we've talked about athletic greens before in the past and uh Kyle and I are getting up there in age there's the yeah. uh, the coffee the coffee uh holder for your athletic greens and I don't know but you like you, you know, you, there's some things that you just can't eat anymore because it just upsets the tummy. Yeah. For me, it's like, you know, the, the, the chicken wings with the, with the medium and hot sauce, I just can't do it anymore. I, I have to like be okay with moving on from maybe once in a while, maybe when like the yeah. Super Bowl comes around, but uh, to make it part of your daily routine, just can't do it anymore. You just have to be smart about it. So even, even if you are experiencing some gut health, uh, and you want to kind of feel better in the gut area, that's where Athletic Greens can come into play. It's one scoop of delicious Athletic Greens into your morning water, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole, for, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, focus, and aging everything that's important to you. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplemental routine to recover, which cost him over $100 a day. And Athletic Greens will cost you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements on your own, and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. So look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so Mr. Rodriguez is new in town, and uh, you saw a lot of him. And as we were recording, <laughs> like I said, there was like two minutes left, and the, ver the, the very first thing you said to me as soon as you jumped into the studio here was, they just nailed Rodriguez, and he's, he's out. Yeah. Uh, but then I checked, and I think Peter Ball put up that he came back out. They called the power play on it, right? You yes. said they did call a boarding play? Okay. And uh, according to Peter Ball, he did come back out for that power play. That's always, you know, 
people get hurt in the preseason and you hate when that happens. I didn't see the play, but it was not, it was, it was very dirty. Like it could have easily peeled off that play. It's a play you don't do. Um, it's Vegas being Vegas. And they, they, there was uh, I think it was Middleton came in and tried to take up for him. And, uh, it was, it was that dirty. I, you know what, man? Like, I wish hockey had like a rule where you could just have guys on the bench. Uh, and then, and then if they substitute in, like they have to stay in, almost like soccer. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and if you had a, uh, Keith Middleton and Curtis McDermott, like duo, nobody would mess with you. Like they, they were the duo in this game. That's a solid one, two punch. It'll never happen, but good Lord, those guys are monsters. I want so, and what, I want to talk about one of those names in a little bit. Okay. Well, let's talk about Rodriguez first because yeah. you know he's he's the the newbie, and I I want to say a lot is is expected of him, um, and I don't think that's going too far out of bounds because they brought him in for a big reason, and I think you saw a little bit of what he could provide. It's funny, like you, you well. How did you kind of explain I, him? I said he's anti-Burakowski. Meaning that he puts shots on that. He shoots everything. <laughs> like if well, he sees a lane, he's taking a shot. I think some of it is like the, uh, you know, the talent that's out there. I think he's able yeah. to, to kind of create shooting lanes for himself that maybe sometimes wouldn't normally be there when you're going up against uh, another team, especially on the power play. There's a power plays galore in this game, yeah. even after two periods. Um, so he got a lot of opportunities there. Let me see. I'll bring up his stuff. But and um, what I I kept thinking, like every time you take those shots, I'm like, you know, if he was out there with Nate, like I yeah. wonder if that would happen. Yeah. If he would just like look and be like, give me that pass, like you don't but, have to take that. But if he was out there with Nate, like a lot of attention is going to go towards McKinnon, true, which opens things up for him. And Very and true. that's what you want to see. Like what we were seeing when we were watching, like he's got a really good shot. So if yeah. he can get in a situation where, I mean, I don't know what the power play, first power play unit is going to look like. He was playing in McKinnon's spot. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he's not going to do that come the regular season. But where would, I mean, if even if he's on power play two, um, you know, you, you, you would have maybe some shooting lanes if, because I know Taves is always out on power play two. You're probably going to have Alex Newhook out there. Um Comfer's out there sometimes on power play too. I don't know. Like, I mean, you, that used to be Burakovsky. So he could be the new, yeah, like, like you throw it on Burakovsky. He could be that. And if he can get more, you know, if, he's, if he has a better shooting percentage. Um, but anyway, I'm saying like, if, if he does, if let's say he does play power play one with, you know, guys like Nathan McKinnon, he, he could have some shooting lanes where he could do a lot yeah. of damage. Yeah. Really. He could. really could. Especially at, if everybody's baiting to everybody else, like that's Kale McCarr or like that, if everybody's going after that first power play and you get an open lane, he's one of those that will fire it. He's not going to second guess. So yeah. Create some rebounds, especially and have Landy right there in the slot and clean it up. I mean, it could be, could be very effective. Yeah. I think, I mean, he, he looked good. He looked good. And uh, Alex Newhook played in the Minnesota game, so uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, I'll bring up his stats, but um, I, it just sounds like it's going between those two guys from the early things that you hear in camp. Um, I believe like Alex Newhook was the 
for, for the first practice was the first guy for line two. That doesn't mean anything long term. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a fight right up until <clears throat> the first game. Um, and I, I kind of I'm at the the spot where I'm like, I think it's fine with either one of these guys. Yeah. And we always say how, how Jared Benner always moves guys up and down the line. He'll probably do the same thing with the two C. Whoever wins it or is anointed it at, at game one doesn't mean they're going to be there for the entirety of the season. So I think you have two guys that really can can do the job. And I think Newhook is now at a disadvantage because his stat totals, he has one shot, one block, and 21 minutes of ice time in that Minnesota game. Mm-hmm. And now seeing what Erod did, he's going to be he's going to step it up. He's like, oh, I have to definitely take more than one shot if I want to really stand out here yeah. with Rodriguez. I got to really take more shots. So I'm interested to see how he responds to that because yeah. they're they're all competing. Like so, it's interesting to watch everybody try and like really make their mark with the Avalanche. Well, you got Rodriguez after two has three shots on goal. Guess who? Take a guess at who leads. Shots on goal. Olausen? No. No. I mean, you it, it, it he JT? hasn't played in so long. He hasn't played in so long. You probably forgot that whenever he has an opportunity to shoot, he shoots. McDermott? Jacob McDonald. Oh, Jake. Well, Jacob McDonald's got four shots on goal after two. Wow. And it's so true. Like you forget yeah. like how hard that guy plays. You think he's just like yeah. a defenseman. But no, if he has a lane, he is firing it he doesn't even care and i love that about him yeah because i don't think he's firing with with the intention of scoring it's like oh yeah if I, if I, if something happens traffic in front of the net uh and and somebody else tips it that's my job or if if it does get through and there's a fat juicy rebound i've you know what i mean like he just has the mindset of uh playing a game like the way that i love that it's played yeah so I'm i still i, I love watching him play yeah and he was paired with uh bowen byram on the top pairing so he looked good too. Yeah. My goodness. Oh, oh Bi- Bo Byram is he, he was toying with people. Yeah. Like he was just like, I don't need to be out here, but holy crap, the Denver Broncos won that game. How Get in the world did they win that game? The, 11 to 10, first of all, is the score in that game. But I just got the the notification as I'm looking up these stats for the abs. Oh, and the, oh man. That the, Rough start. Go listen to Cody and say for for uh, all your locked on yeah. Broncos stuff. But man, I bet they have a lot to say about that game. How they won it? No clue. I shut it off around halftime. Focused solely on the Amps preseason game. Oh, uh, all right. Hey, uh, yeah, good. What one member I do want to bring up of the Avalanche that did not look great, and it's going to pay me to say it, but Curtis McDermott, my friend, you look lost. You think so? He, I mean, there, I, he didn't stand out to me, but he didn't stand out as good or bad. He he, he did. There was McDermott one things. play, especially he got lost, like Nikita Zadorov lost, and was down in the slot. It was not anywhere close to the blue line in his position, and there was a guy out there dancing around the blue line, debating on who he was going to pass to. He had a lane to take a shot. And Kurt had to get all the way back to his position. I was just like, bud, no, no, no. I was like, you were from where the season ended for him on such a high where he was building and really finding his place in his role. It felt like we lost all of that in the offseason and we're having to build all that back up again. So I really like to see him step up and get back in that role because it 
very sloppy for McDermott. And I kept my eye out because I wanted to see if he could possibly fit in in a forward position since defense is really no place for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not like well, what I saw out of him. Okay. Uh, we do have a goal, actually, by the Avalanche. And that is uh, Alex Bukaj. Hey, hey. Yeah. Um, assisted by Jacob McDonald and Jean-Luc Foudy. There you go. So it's a one-to-one game that happened in the first minute of the third period. So, um, so it's one-to-one, obviously. Uh, a guy who I don't think looked good, who needs to, Martin Cowell. Yeah, Martin, Martin Cowell, and and you can almost see he's he's trying super Ooh. hard. Yeah, <laughs> and I I appreciate that and I get it. But what happens when you do that? you make mistakes and he had two penalties. One of them completely egregious just did not need to happen. Um, and, and it was, I think it was a hooking call. I don't know. I don't know what the official call was. It might've been hooking um, so far away from your own net. Just, it, it was just a really, really, that was, I'm just like overcompensating. I'm just, re- I'm yep. just trying so, so hard. Um so you don't like to see that. I, I was when I saw that they scored a goal I, in my in my head. I was first like, I hope it's Cal to kind of yeah. redeem himself. But uh, for the first two periods, anyway, he's he he, he was playing okay. Uh, but when you do things like that, if you're trailing on the play, just do your best to catch up. Don't yeah. try to to commit a penalty that you hope the refs don't see to catch up. That's not the way to do it. And he did it twice. Yeah, I he totally had that like try hard aura around him that whole game, and that coupled with the comments that like right, it's 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 a it's a double whammy, man. Like you are not helping your case. You you don't hear comments like that in the locker room. One about hey, this is my final shot. I'm pretty sure if I don't make it, this is it for me. You don't say that publicly to where it's picked up by every publication because, mm-hmm. hey, look at your crest. You play for the defending Stanley Cup champion. Like, you can't be saying stuff like that. And then you go into your first preseason game and then you put out this kind of effort. Mm. It's like you're not doing yourself any favors, Martin. Like, I like the hustle, but, you know, you're, like I said, when you're, when you're doing too much, um, you got to get tired quicker. And then mm-hmm. you do things that you don't normally do, and usually a penalty follows suit. So, all right, uh, we'll see how that game ends. Uh, but the other game was up in Minnesota, split squad game. They were uh, they lost that one three to two, but it went to overtime. And Minnesota played played their star, I mean, most of their stars. I think I'm looking at the the box score. Hartman's in there, Kaprizov is in there, uh, Marco Rossi, Matt Dumba. Um, Erickson Eck is in there, Felino. Um, yeah, I, they played, and then in goal, they played both Flurry and uh, Jesper Wallstead. Like, yeah, I mean, like we're saying with the Avalanche against uh, Vegas, and and even for, for Minnesota, you don't have a lot of games, so you play most of your guys right now. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota, I think, went up two to nothing, uh, in the second, so zero zero after the first. They scored, Kaprizov scored, and then Addison scored in the second. And then in the third, the Avs tied it up. Kyle Sullivan's man, Spencer Smallman. <laughs> you have to get a Smallman jersey. I'm, I'm telling you, I want to get a Spencer Smallman jersey so bad. Yeah, 
uh, he scored. And then two minutes later, Shane Bauer scored. You love to see that. Yeah. Um, so they tied it up. And then uh, Minnesota, 48 seconds into overtime, uh, Ryan Hartman scored. So, okay, fine. But but look at, you know, the difference between that team and the team that's playing Vegas. This team, the, the, the Minnesota game was a lot of AHL guys. Yeah. Um, I think, I like I said, Alex Newhook played there. Ben Myers did play up. Yeah. Magna. Um, Magna did. Galchenyuk did. That's oh, Ranta did. Um, and then for goal, it was Anderton. So, you know, Backed the stronger. Frankie. Who didn't even play. But it was yeah. a w- interesting split to see JoJo and Yorgiev against Vegas and then Frankie yeah. and Eustace in Minnesota. That was interesting to me. And the thing that I, that I really am looking at, Jared Bednar coached that team. Coached yeah. against the Minnesota team. So he's really looking at the the youngsters coming up and and all right, show me something and you you know think about put yourself in that situation and the head coach is coaching you yeah. you're you're putting your best effort in you know what I mean so anyway but uh, I I think it, it's it's a good mark for these guys to you're basically the AHL team and you went up against a, a professional team and held your own. And see, we were we we're talking about like names that stood out to us that might have a chance. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing is, we might be hearing and seeing the names that we didn't get to see that Bednar was coaching because of their performance against a basically NHL team. And having Bednar there, who is so focused, like they had the Eagles head coach co- coaching against Vegas. So I feel like a lot of these names that we did not get to see in Minnesota might also have a chance and i'd like to see how these rosters get constructed going forward in our next preseason games because yeah there's some there's some big names on that roster too even though they don't pop out like an olasen or a foodie but i mean to see what megna bowers can finally do like new hooks down there but galchenyuk we can finally get a look at him like that roster against minnesota it's nothing to sniff at no I'm looking at minutes on ice. It's pretty. Uh, I mean, it, it that's like a Bednar even, coach game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Brad Hunt by far had like 23 minutes on ice, um, but a Newhook had 21 and a half minutes on ice. Um, so he played a ton. So there, I mean, that's telling to me. Yeah, Jared Bednar is coaching that team, and he put Alex Newhook out there for 21 minutes and 30 seconds. He's getting a good look at, yep. at not that he, you know, it's not that he's unfamiliar with Alex Newhook, but um, you know, th- he he's putting him out there to kind of he's pushing him to win that job, I kind of feel. Yeah. And let's see yep. what you got. Cause that's what you're gonna be playing. Those are the minutes you're gonna be playing night in and night out if you're in that spot. Um, but other than that, I mean everybody else got good minutes. Um your boy Smallman got 14 over 14. Ranta got twelve fifty. Um, I mean, nobody's really under. He might have had the lowest, actually. Oh man, could I get a line of Sampo, Erod, and Smallman next year, please? Could that be the fourth yeah. line oh, <laughs> next <me> year? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'll text uh, Bednar right now. <laughs> but so it, 
And you mentioned New Hook's minutes. I really feel like, especially with how New Hook started last year, I really feel like Bednar had to talk hmm. like, hey, step up or you're going to be going back with the guys you're playing with. Like, show me something. Yeah, I don't know if it's – it could be a little bit of show me something, but it's a little bit of, like, you're going to need to be a workhorse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you want you need to step up? Okay, like, minutes are just the beginning of it. So, uh, I don't know. I, w- I wish we could have seen some of this game. I don't think there was any way to view it uh, unless you were physically there. I was I've even trying to some... check, like, uh, Minnesota's, like, homepage. If they were putting it up, they didn't even have anything going on with it. I did the same thing. I had to, like – I threw up in my mouth my screen was green and yellow and i was like oh i'm, I'm lost <laughs> my pop-up blocker yeah. didn't catch this <laughs> so but i mean when you're just reading the stats and you're reading like uh people that were there tweeting about it and things like that um again the score doesn't mean anything but when you're you're that of a much of a team that doesn't have as much you know uh history as what minnesota put out there I think that's a positive for the Avs. Yeah. So, um, do we yeah, get it? In oh, these preseason games, like scoring is like the fourth or fifth thing you're looking at. You want to see how this yeah. team works together and who brings what to the squad. Right. So, um, approaching the halfway mark, still one to one. So, like I said, we'll see who wins this thing and if uh, Spencer Smallman can uh, rip home the game winner. If he does goes- that. You are buying a a Spencer Smallman. If he if he nets the game winner in this game, and if you're listening to this right now, and you you know that he did, Shaggy Van Doom is buying a Spencer Smallman jersey. And I was just thinking, with it being one to one, if it goes to overtime, would we have JoJo versus Hutchinson? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I don't think they do shootouts, do they? In, in the preseason, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know don't, what I don't know. Are. I don't know if they do. Um, that would just go on forever because they would just keep letting in goals. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciate it. Let us know what you thought. Who, who looked good? Who stood out? Who do you think uh, kind of is taking advantage of seizing the opportunity? Uh, and who maybe is faltering a little bit, even though it was one game? Uh, comment away. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Uh, Mr. Shagavandu, what's the latest uh, Puckberg episode out? Uh, we got, uh, we have um, Bernie coming up, super fan of the Avalanche, will be next Saturday. And then nice. after that will be the season finale. Okay. Go follow. Welcome to Puckberg. And if you yeah. want to be on it for next season, get a hold of uh, Mr. Sullivan. You can yeah, mark it down it and we'll schedule something. It's a fun time. All right, thanks for tuning in. For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli. And this is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We will see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.